And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again today, folks. And listen, I really expected to be with you uh, earlier this week, last Tuesday, but I'm up in the mountains of Colorado right now, coming to you from Andrew Walmack Ministries Karis, Karis Bible College, where I've been teaching the last couple of days. And uh, we just had some technical problems, but I'll tell you what. I want to commend the crack staff at American Family Radio and at Karis Bible College because they got together and resolved the technical problems. And so here we are. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, just to bring you all up to date, because I, I hope this will be an encouragement for you. I've been teaching for the last couple of days at uh, Karis Bible College's Practical Government School. And of course, my background as an attorney, someone who's run for public office and that kind of thing, they felt I had something to bring. And I spent several hours uh, talking to students and answering their questions and and giving them a, a lot of information based on my experience. But I'll tell you, folks, I, I am so encouraged because, first of all, we are raising up more people with a biblical worldview who are going out into the public square. Some of these folks that I've talked to are planning to run for office in their home states. They're going back and they're going to bring a biblical worldview to what they're trying to do uh, to serve the people of their states or their districts. And it's extremely encouraging. I just want to let you know, and by the way, I don't mean to make this exclusive for Andrew Walmack Ministries. I just happen to be associated with it, but a, a Regent University and Oral Roberts University and uh, I think even Hillsdale College, and, and there's some others as well that are really trying to uphold a biblical standard and worldview uh, and sending young people out into the world with that mindset, with their hearts set on being faithful to God. And it's very encouraging for the future of our country. Uh, in the last lecture, I showed everybody a picture of my granddaughter and talked about the fact that uh, Part of our quest is, what are we going to hand off to the people who come behind us? Uh, and it's extremely encouraging to know that we are training up people, younger people, who are going to be prepared to go out there and fight the good fight of faith and not just give in to this, this secular worldview. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Andrew Walmack Ministries or Karis College, check it out. Because if you're interested in getting a biblical education, uh, in learning a biblical worldview, uh, and you have the time and you have the ability, I'll tell you, I, I don't think you could make a better investment if you, and, and again, if this is what the, the Lord is laying on your heart to, to move you forward in some way, you, you couldn't find a, a better place to go. Uh, we open the classes with uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, a, a, a patriotic hymn and prayer. And, and folks, that's what America needs. Uh, so I I can't tell you how, elated I've been and honored I've been to talk to these students. So, and I'm planning to do this probably a couple times a year just to spend time with these students and pour into them everything God has put in me. So pray for them and pray for these other schools that are trying to uphold a biblical standard 
We're called Christian nationalists. We're called right-wing bigots. We're told that our faith is nothing but a cloak for our bigotry. Uh, and all of that is our, our lies out of the pit of hell. But thank God that there are institutions. And by the way, let me also mention the, uh, of the, those institutions that I've named. The other wonderful thing is most of the larger ministries in our country, folks, won't touch this stuff with a 10-foot pole. I mean, you all have called me about some of the things that we've seen happen here recently with some of these large ministries. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. I've got to get a sneeze button, and I will one of these days, um, where they just basically go, go along with the popular culture, endorsing Stacey Abrams, endorsing Raphael Warnock, endorsing Beta O'Rourke. Uh, and bringing these people into their churches and giving them a platform to spew their godless worldview and somehow making that acceptable to, Christian, to, to Christians when Christians who know the word of God ought to look at that and say, wait a minute, why is the pastor bringing that person to our church? And why is that person being given a platform? Because what they represent is every ungodly thing you can think of. And yet we've seen that happen. So it is particularly commendable that larger ministries and ministries with literally tens of millions, hundreds of millions, in some cases, access to billions of followers uh, are upholding a godly and biblical standard. We need more ministries that have really big resources to come out and do that. Obviously, American Family Association is one of those ministries. But, but thank God for all of the ministries that have resources and support out there that are taking a stand for the Lord and taking a stand in behalf of this country's Judeo-Christian values and principles, because that's what made America great. It's not our inherent brilliance or some sort of genetic superiority. It is the faith in God upon which this nation was founded that has been the keystone of its success. And if the left ever manages to take that away from us, America as we know it is done, but they're not going to take that away from us because in the name of Jesus, we're going to uphold the biblical standard. We're going to uphold our Judeo-Christian values and we're going to win. We're going to win. I don't care what it looks like. We're going to win. Uh, so glad to be with you all today, coming to you from the mountains of Colorado up in Woodland Park. I'll be back in my studio tomorrow. And as soon as I'm off the air, I'm going to grab a plane. So you all be praying for me, but I, I listen, when I travel, I always want to be with you. I really do. I, I feel like you all are, are part of my extended family, and I want to be on live with you. Unfortunately, it's not always possible, but uh, believe me, I'm always doing my best to make sure that it happens. And thank God for the, the technical expertise, again, of AFR, and in this case here, Karis College, Karis Bible College as well, being able to make it happen in spite of a little misstep on Tuesday. All right. Look, a couple of things I want to get uh, on the table. And then, of course, as usual in the last two segments, I want to begin to take your calls. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is, folks, we are facing, I think, a crisis of unimaginable proportions when Title 42 no longer applies and every single person, and I don't know to what extent it's been used that effectively as it is, because the Biden administration has never been for it, which is why they didn't appeal it when the court struck it down. Every person that wants to come into America across our borders legally is going to be given, in effect, summary entrance. 
you come, you show up, you get in. Nobody will need to be stopped. Certainly not on the basis of, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? Do you have COVID? Do you not have COVID? This, I mean, you might say, well, that's what's been happening anyway, but not for everybody. And apparently there've been some people who have been held back and they are poised to flood our borders. <sighs> Folks, this, this is really a travesty. It, it really is. And you know, what, what disappoints me is not what the Biden administration is doing because, frankly, they're a bunch of pagans. They're a bunch of anti-American haters. They don't care about this country. They care about their power. And they think that somehow this lawlessness is going to contribute to their ultimately having hegemony over the entire country and becoming a one-party nation. That's really what they want. That's what they're after. And they think the millions that they're bringing across the border now are going to help them get there. Maybe help them repeal the, the uh, Electoral College, not have to be bothered with that and have enough population uh, on their side that they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. I wish Republicans and conservatives would speak up about what they're really up to. We'll be back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Meryl Matthews was in my radio studio recently to make the case that the axis of evil is now bigger, bolder, and more evil than 20 years ago. Back in 2002, President George W. Bush identified three countries during the State of the Union address that he designated as the axis of evil. Those countries were Iraq, Iran, and North Korea. Merrill Matthews suggested that we now identify the countries that should be listed as part of the axis of evil. Twenty years ago, these three countries were relatively small, failed states. His current list of countries is composed of countries that are much stronger and more dangerous. China, for example, is the world's second largest economy and brings numerous financial and industrial resources to the network. Both China and Russia have huge natural resources. And if you look at those countries, along with other countries aligned with one or both, we're talking about a landmass that includes most of Asia, and their proximity to each other allows them to expand trade and even allows the movement of banned or sanctioned products like weapons and drugs. Not only do these countries have stronger economies, but they also are dedicated to expanding their territory. Neither Russia nor China are content with their borders. Russia is expanding through war, in the case of Ukraine. China is threatening aggression, in the case of Taiwan. China has already absorbed Hong Kong and is now plotting how it will be able to take Taiwan. They've also built islands in the South China Sea that can be forward military bases. And it's worth mentioning that China has the largest army in the world and the largest navy in the world. 20 years ago, the axis of evil was dangerous. Today, our world is more dangerous than ever before. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Socialism, go to viewpoints.info slash socialism. That's viewpoints.info slash socialism. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare as a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. 
MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Order, if we can believe the reports that we're now getting, and I do, in fact, I really think the reports are probably understated, but it's about to get much worse than it's been. And I don't know, I, I can't even fathom that. I really can't. Uh, the impact, you know, you say, well, we're a nation of 330 million people. Uh, we can absorb 5 million people a year, but see, they're not being scattered equally across the country. They're going into urban enclaves primarily. Uh, and these cities like New York and California are absorbing them. And other places, probably generally a lot of blue states. And I want to remind everybody, because this is never talked about. This is forgotten. Even though they're not citizens. And even though in most jurisdictions they cannot vote. Their populations are being counted by the census which means that they are allowing states and eventually will allow states with swelling populations due to illegal immigration to have more congressional representation because the census is not counting citizens, it's counting people. Now, this, folks, this is the same issue that came up during the Constitutional Convention around slavery, about just how the slaves would be counted. One thing was clear. They were counting people. They weren't counting citizens. At that point, slaves were not considered citizens. And they came up with a compromise, and that was called the three-fifths clause. And it wasn't about defining black people as three-fifths of a person. I mean, that's just, that's just another one of these leftist lies. It was about what the level of congressional representation would be based upon the population of slaves in a given state. But, but, but consider this. And, and of course, it was the North primarily saying they should not be counted at all because you don't treat them as persons and you don't treat them, uh, you treat them as property. And of course, they have no political or civil rights, so they should not be counted at all but they ultimately gave into the South because the original um, Articles of, Con of Confederation, when they first came together after the Declaration of Independence, that, was the, that, that had been the compromise. And so they just continued it in order to hold the states together as a single unit so that we would have one nation. That, that's the compromise around slavery that continued to happen. But with illegal immigrants, they're counting them all. And so even before they can vote, they're having an impact upon the political makeup of our country. I mean, imagine if there's another 5 million in the next two years, 
or more, and there's already been 5 million, that's 10 million people that will have been added to our population in simply four years of the Biden's lawless administration. And I say the Bidens because they're like a mafia family as far as I'm concerned with, the, you know, with this Hunter Biden stuff and this, you know, selling influence all over the world when he was vice president uh, and, and now continuing to benefit from that influence because we know that there are a lot of those interests that Hunter Biden had that have not been ended. They have not ended. They have not been cut off. And sadly, the, the country suffers while these people enhance their own power and their own financial well-being. It's, folks, it is a travesty. Uh, somebody asked me um, in this class I just taught, they went to a school board meeting in, in, in Woodland Park, and of course it was over critical race theory and all this transgender stuff, and they said the leftists had the place packed out, and there were only a few of us who were Christians who were there to speak up and said, well, what do we do in a situation like that? And I said, it's very simple. You continue to stand. Because when Jehoshaphat confronted the people of Mount Seir, the Moabites, the Ammonites, much bigger army than the, Isra the Israelites had, he looked toward God and said, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And God told them, set yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, don't run, don't go home, don't give up. You just get on the battlefield. You just be there in the fight. I'll take care of the rest. You won't even need to have, you won't even need to fight, but you've got to be on the scene. You've got to be there. And I think the same thing is true for us. Even when we feel outnumbered, outgunned, metaphorically speaking, uh, or, you know, outorganized, we've got to take our stand and refuse to back up. Because I'm convinced of this, with God on our side, because we're on his side, we simply can't be defeated in the program that way. We simply can't be defeated. So that's uh, on this whole, mainly talking about this immigration issue, but on broader issues as well. Let me come to something that's an entirely different subject, but it's still part of the same mosaic of, of garbage that's being thrown at us right now. Joe Biden invited another transgender to the White House, and I am particularly incensed by this, uh, this drag queen uh, that he invited to the White House, I guess to celebrate this abomination of the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, which is, which is just that. I mean, that thing, is a, that, that thing is an abomination in the sight of God. Well, this drag queen that he invited uh, what what is this idiot's name? I mean, see, folks, I I make a distinction between people who just have moral and psychological problems and need help and want help, and people who are basically trying to pollute the the entire nation. And that's what these people are doing right now. They are trying to pollute the in the entire nation. Well, at any rate, this person, and I'll get the name here in a second. Uh, oh, it's Marty Cummings. This person tweeted, and by the way, their Twitter account was not closed. This was before 
um, Elon Musk took over. Their Twitter account was not closed. And I can't tell you the entire phrase, but you'll know exactly what I mean. He tweeted out, or whatever this thing is, tweeted out, kids are out to sing and, and then used a very vulgar sexual term to suggest what children want to do. And it is the kind of term that a pedophile would use. And this is the guy that Joe Biden invited to the White House to celebrate the so-called Respect for Sodomy. I, it should be called the Respect for Sodomy Act. Maybe the Respect for Pedophilia Act. And how that account was not closed just goes to show the degenerate nature of the folks who were running Twitter. I mean, Elon Musk is an atheist, and that gives me pause. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I really do believe this. Sometimes God uses unlikely people to get things done because he's simply, they're simply all he's got to use. Uh, folks, here again, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that, that just makes you vis viscerally angry because you would think that the man would have enough moral uh, uh, sense of moral, just, just sense of morality, period. They would say, well, no, somebody who said things like that, I'm, I'm not, no, I, I don't want him associated with this. This is, we don't know, gladly received him. And by the way, He's arguing that the people, Joe Biden is arguing. This guy is just, I mean, Joe Biden is arguing. Anybody who objects to what they call gender affirming care, which is child mutilation and child uh, 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 chemical castration, which is what these puberty blockers are. They're the same things that the court, many courts have outlawed using against pedophiles who molest children, but these same drugs is what they're injecting into children. And Joe Biden is saying anybody who objects to that or objects to child mutilation by surgery to affirm their gender is immoral. And get this one, folks, is anti-Semitic. I don't even know, what, what does this have to do with anti-Semitism? Well, I'll tell you what it has to do with anti-Semitism. The same thing everything has to do, same, the same thing that everything has to do with racism. In other words, you lop that on so that you give it more moral traction and you convince, oh, well, I don't want to be an anti-Semitic or anti-Semite. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a racist. Oh, you don't? Well, then you need to go along with this. You you need to to subscribe to this. You need to embrace this because. That this is truly anti-racist and anti-Semitic to operate on, on children and cut off their breasts and cut off their male genitalia and inject hormones. That's, that's a good thing. And anybody who objects to that is clearly anti-Semitic or racist. Uh, folks, it, it is so absurd 
that it's it is it is it is almost hard to believe that we're even having the discussion. But it's so evil that it's hard to believe that anybody would even vote for people who think this way. And yet here we are. Look, the number is 888-589-8840. I'll be taking your calls when we come back. That's 888-589-8840. Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. I once read of a little girl's experience in riding a train through tunnels. The first time she was on a train which passed through a tunnel, she scooted over real close to her mother and held on for dear life. However, after a few experiences, the little girl was much more relaxed while passing through the tunnels. Eventually, after just leaving a tunnel, the little girl turned to her mother and remarked, Mother, I like tunnels. Rather stunned, the mother asked why she liked tunnels. The small child replied, Because tunnels have light at both ends. There are many tunnels we must pass through in life, tunnels of deep hurt, disappointment, sorrow, grief. In the midst of life's tunnels, when it is the darkest, there are some things about God we need to remember. One thing we need to remember is that God is with us, working for us, even when we aren't aware of his presence. God doesn't hang out a sign which says, The Almighty is at work here. God goes about his business of healing the hurt in our lives, and he does it unseen, unheard, and unnoticed. God is much like a majority of the people responsible for the production of a movie. They work behind the scenes, putting the pieces together so that the movie will have meaning to it. Often the presence of God is more of a conviction than it is a feeling. His presence, you see, isn't dependent upon our feelings. Sometimes the hurt is so great in the darkness of the tunnel, we're not aware of God's presence. But tunnels have light at both ends. Keep traveling. Don't stop. Another thing about God we need to remember when in a tunnel is this. Even when we fail to ask for his help, God continues to help. Sometimes the hurt in life is so deep that we cannot utter well-worded prayers as we normally would. Perhaps we even fail to think of God. Does a parent always wait to be asked by his child before he begins to help? Of course not. Neither does God wait. If we have given our life to God and have tried our best to be true and faithful to him, it isn't his nature to run out on us simply because we temporarily forget to ask for his help. God knows us as a parent knows his child, each by name each as an individual person. He helps us even when we fail to ask for help. It's a dark tunnel when life deals a hard blow, but God continues to help even if we fail to ask for it. There is light at both ends, so keep moving. One other thought about God helping us in life's dark tunnels, even when we doubt if God can help us, He's still steadily working to help us. 
God's ability to help heal our hurt isn't totally dependent upon our mental capacity to believe that he can. God is not limited by our finite minds, nor even by our doubtful hearts. All too often, God is helping us even when we say he can't help us. Author John Gossip was a well-known Scottish preacher from Aberdeen, Scotland. After his wife's unfortunate death, he preached a sermon entitled, But When Life Tumbles In, What Then? In it, he said, and I quote him, I cannot comprehend how people in trouble and loss and bereavement can fling away peevishly from the Christian faith. In God's name, fling to what? Have we not lost enough without losing that too? You people in the sunshine may believe the faith, but we in the shadow must believe it. So when passing through a tunnel, remember that there is light at both ends. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. 888-589-8840 is the number. Just two other quick things. An update on Loudoun County. You know, there has been a grand jury has done an investigation of the Loudoun County situation in which two two different girls were raped by the same guy and the school system covered it up, covered up this guy's behavior uh, because they were so busy pushing the transgender agenda. And so they have indicted the former school superintendent, Scott Ziegler, for for three misdemeanor counts and a former communications director, Wade Baird, for one felony count. I'm not sure where that's going to go, but the parents gave them an earful at the last school board meeting because these people claiming to be so much for people and so much for equity and so much for justice, they allowed these girls to be victimized and they allowed so many children to be victimized by this ideology, which again proves it is not people that they could that they care about. It's power and power only. And if you're assisting and getting the help, helping them to get and keep it, you're you're good. If you're not, huh? You know, you you are persona non grata. You don't matter. It's the collectivist mindset that matters, not the individual, and that includes even with children. Uh, one other thing, and then to your calls. Sam Bankman-Fried, I am surprised that he's been arrested by the Bahamian authorities and is soon to be extradited to the United States. And I have to tell you, my thought was, since this guy's the second biggest Democrat donor in the last election cycle, that he would get a pass. It doesn't appear that he's going to get a pass. That still could happen, but it doesn't appear so. And I was thinking to myself, well, these people don't have any integrity. They don't really care about justice or the law. What's going on? You know what I really think is going on? I think he's the sacrificial lamb for Hunter Biden. I think Sam Bankman-Fried has gotten Hunter Biden off the front pages, at least of conservative media, because people are now focused on this particular financial debacle rather than the criminal pursuits of Hunter Biden and his father, Joe Biden. Better Sam Bankman-Fried than Joe Biden and his family. I I think that's what's really going on here. Uh, So we'll be watching it to see what comes of it. 
But folks, I just don't have any confidence whatsoever that they're acting on the basis of integrity or respect for the law because nothing in their behavior suggests that. 888-589-8840, your calls. Let's go to Don in Virginia. Don, welcome. Thank you, sir. On the news the other day, there was a man who went in the liquor store to to get a, a pint of liquor. He was too drunk. They wouldn't sell it to him. He jumped the fence went into a gated community, and tried to steal a lady's car. When she objected, he stabbed her to death, 77 years old. A man at the Mall of America picked up a small child and dropped him three stories onto a concrete slab. Dr. Martin Luther King said, I have a dream that one day my children will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. If we could come to that understanding Mm -hmm. and realize that a thug is a thug and I will discriminate against you based on the content of your character, it has nothing to do with the color of your skin. If you're white and you're a thug, I'm going to discriminate against you because your character is flawed. The plaintiff rests. Don eloquently said I I won't even add anything to it. Heartbreaking to hear these continuing stories of people being victimized uh, and and heartbreaking even more that our criminal justice system wants to wink at this stuff because they think that somehow putting people in prison now is an act of social injustice. Thank you for the call, Don. Let's go to Bob in Ohio. Bob, welcome. Hi there. Uh, Bishop, I just want to say I hope you have a good tree poem. And I'm just I want to ask a question to you, and maybe you can answer it. Why can't we use our home military people to stop this this overflow of our borders to back up the uh, people down there that's fighting this every day? Yeah, Bob. Uh, look, that's a great question, and. Frankly, if if I were president, I would do that. And people would say, you can't do that. You can't use the army for domestic purposes. My argument would be, I'm not using the army for, I'm not using the military for domestic purposes. I'm using the military to defend our borders. We are being invaded and we can't allow it to happen. But of course, you know, with the people we've got in Congress now, the president we've got now, let's be clear, this is what they want. Thanks for the call, Bob. Let's go to Anna, also in Virginia. Anna, welcome. Hoorah, Bishop, former Marine. Hoorah. All right. Thanks for your service, Anna. Thank you for your sir, and thank you for your continued service. Um, You know, you are so right on with uh, this whole disrespect for Marriage Act um, in the guise of it being anti-Semitic, anti-racist, you know, it has nothing to do with them protecting the people and has everything to do with protecting their power and their agenda. Their agendas support their getting the power. And so anything that they can do, anything they need to do, they're going to do. Lie, steal, cheat, you know, um, confuse people. Um, mm-hmm. attach things to other things that don't uh, that don't really correlate, 
but they're going to do that to try to gain support for their their range of causes. Yep. Yep. Anna, thank you for the call. That look, that's that is the the trick. That's the game of demagoguery. That's that's what it's all about. Um, I mean, Hitler convinced Germans that Jews pose an existential threat to the future of their country and to the German people. That was a lie out of the pit of hell. But he said it and said it and said it and said it and said it. And so the left, the Democrat Party, is trying to convince uh, Americans of African ancestry, Americans of any ancestry other than European ancestry, that all Americans of European ancestry are an existential threat to the existence of the rest of us. I mean, another lie out of the pit of hell. But I was discussing with somebody this week here at Karis, Goebbels, Hitler's propaganda czar, said, you tell a lie over and over and over and over and over again, and eventually it becomes the truth, at least in the minds of people. So, yeah, Anna, it, that, and here again, Republicans and conservatives have got to call this stuff out for what it is and stop playing games with it. Stop trying to be nice about it. And really, in the same way that they'll stand up and tell a lie, you can't vote for a Republican, they're going to put you back in slavery. Now, that's just one of the, the most contemptible, palpable, ridiculous lies imaginable. But of course, because they've seeded the ground with all of these lies in the past, there are a lot of people who say, well, you know, in those white people, and we've got to have conservatives come at this stuff with every bit of rhetorical aggression we can muster and stop playing games with it and stop treating it lightly and stop dismissing it because it's having an impact and it's having precisely the impact that they want it to have. So, uh, Anna, you, you, are, you are on point. Look, folks, we, we, have got, we have got something on our hands here. You know, we really do. And, you know, people say, you know, we're Christians, we have to be nice. You know, Jesus wasn't always what we would define as nice, but he loved people enough to tell them the truth, even if it hurt. Back in a moment. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. 
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. And Paul even talks about this. You know, you people are very religious. You even worship an unknown God here. Well, we're here to tell you that what you've imagined, we actually saw with our own eyes. This is Focus on the Family Minute with Christian apologist Jay Warner Wallace. And so he's comparing the myths of humans, now when I say myth, I mean the stories of deity, to the myth written by God, as C.S. Lewis says. Not a, not a fiction, but a claim about God that is from the mind of God, from the mind of poets and ancients and expectors to the mind of the expected. That's the difference in Jesus. And so you see that, yeah, he shows up at a time in history when the ancient groups, the vast majority of ancient myth worshipers are still worshiping the ancient myths with common expectations, and Jesus meets these. You can hear more about the life of Jesus from J. Warner Wallace at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. We're back. The number is 888-589-8840. Let's go to Tommy in Georgia. Tommy, welcome. Uh, Bishop Jackson, it's a pleasure to speak with you once more. But it's very confusing in our day and time, as you know, but I was reading the Pew Report that 70% of Americans, 60 to 70, claim to be Christian. But yet that many approve of this mutilation law that Biden uh, signed into law and also approves of abortion. And then I saw where like 36 Republicans signed on with Biden on, on the journey to Lockhouse. And so I don't quite understand how so many people can be claimed to be Christian, but yet they support everything that God calls evil. Any insight on that? Tommy, thank you so much for the call. Uh, look, I, I, I wish you could have been in my class today because I dealt with this and I talked about the fact that America does not have an official religion. And we don't want one. But culturally, we have been, and I think remain, a Christian country culturally. In other words, what informs our thinking for the most part is Judeo-Christian values and, and, and with, a, with a Christian foundation. That's changing. That's changing. Uh, look, folks, just consider this for a second. When Obergefell was passed in 2015, was handed down, I should say, in 2015 by the Supreme Court, they not only changed 240-odd years of American culture, culture, okay, not just law, culture, they changed, they, they rebelled against 6,000 years of recorded human history in which marriage has 
only been seen as a relationship between a man and a woman. Even where polygamy was practiced, it was always a man with women. It was never men with men or women with women. And yet, the Supreme Court felt that it was more knowledgeable than all of that history, more knowledgeable than the Bible, more knowledgeable than American culture and history and background. And, and you're right. I mean, it was, was that in any way Christian? No, it was not. But nevertheless, the continued opposition to it in our country shows that there is still a foundation of Christian culture that says, I don't care what the Supreme Court said. It's wrong. They're wrong. And there's no such thing as a marriage between a man and a woman. And I think only in that cultural sense can you say that we are a Christian nation, but it doesn't mean that when people get in power who don't share those Christian viewpoints, they won't do the exact opposite. 888-589-8840. Thanks for the call, Tommy. Let's go to Ron in West Virginia. Ron, welcome. Hello, how you doing? Blessed. How are you, Ron? Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's a great life. Um, there's a lot in the news these days about you know, the youth, uh, young people that are being led in the wrong direction. And I just wanted to let you speak with someone that I feel is going in the right direction. He spoke with you a couple of years ago. He's a young fella. He'd like to just say hi to you. Hold on. Sure. Hello. Hello. Who is this? Um, Ron's grandson. Ron's grandson, okay. What's I'm your Dayton. first name, Ron's grandson? Jason. Jason. All right. Well, Dayton. Jason, I, oh, say it again. N-C-E-N. Oh, Dason. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Dason, I am so glad to hear from you. And I'm so glad that your grandfather reports that you are heading in the right direction. Keep going in that yeah. direction. Okay. I am, and I actually go to church every Sunday. Oh, great. Great, Dason. And listen, keep listening to AFR, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you, Dason. Thank you, Ron. God bless. <laughs> Great to hear from some young people who are headed in the right direction. Let's go to Wayne in Mississippi. Wayne, welcome. Yes, sir. Good evening, Bishop. Uh, brother, where President Biden took his hand in the law, sodomite, Sodom, you know, and Gomorrah, yes, sir, made it law in this country. Yes, sir. God, he takes it and covers that in the book of Romans, the King James Bible, the last verse who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, I think about these senators on both sides of the aisle, mm -hmm. but have pleasure in them that do that. You know, brother? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. There is no excuse. God's word makes it plain. And the person that called mm -hmm. you in the other day, uh, uh, Bishop, I hope he got to hear this and read it for himself. You know, Amen. it's very heartbreaking, Amen. but the Lord, he makes it clear in his word, brother. We stand on it. And God bless you, brother. You stand on the word, God too. bless you. Amen. God bless you, Wayne. And you're right. It's made clear in the Old and the New Testament. 
So this idea that somehow, well, that's just Old Testament nonsense and that was just the prejudices of those people, it is reaffirmed on more than one occasion in the New Testament. So yeah, it, it, anybody who claims to believe in God and is supporting this stuff needs to realize they are making themselves the enemy of God. God doesn't want to be their enemy, but they're making themselves his enemy. Thank you so much for the call, Wayne. All right, let's go to Thomas in Ohio. Thomas, welcome. Hello. Very happy to be speaking. Yes, with Thomas. You, sir. Thank I was you. Just Good to talk to uh, you. <laughs> I was just wondering. Uh, you were talking about the Supreme Court. Uh, can't this uh, uh, desecration of marriage act be struck down by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional? Because it certainly is. Yeah, Thomas, uh, thank you for the call and the question. Uh, I believe it can, and I believe it should, and I believe it will. I really do believe it will, because uh, I violates the First Amendment of uh, the First Amendment rights of Christians. And by the way, I believe that that's really its primary target. See, folks, Christians are the only ones who are talking against this, standing against it. There, nobody else is. And so they really have got to silence Christians. That's why of all the places they could go to, to get a cake baked or to get photography done or to get, or get a website design, they find the Christian and they make the Christian a target because they're trying to send a message to all of us. Yeah, you can stand against us if you want, but you will pay the price. You will be punished. We will shut down your business. We'll get you fired from your job. We will ruin your reputation. We will treat you as persona non grata. That's what they did with the Family Foundation when the restaurant said, you can't come into our restaurant to eat because you're dangerous people and you make our staff feel unsafe and all this nonsense. That's what they're trying to do, intimidate us all and stop us all from speaking speaking the truth of the word of God, which is not my truth or your truth. It is the truth. All right, let's see. Let's go to Mark in Texas. Mark, welcome. Hey, Bishop, how you doing? Uh, yeah, God doing bless great, Mark. Uh, how are you? you and your family? God bless you and your family. And uh, Thank you, as sir. well, a, I emphasize this, a Merry Christmas to you all. Amen. Um, Amen. And same to caller you. just called in. You are you are influencing many, so that's great. Keep that up. Uh, real quickly uh, on the Sam Friedman thing, I think, uh, in my opinion, all these things that while they're they're not small, you know, the the marriage, the Desecration Marriage Act, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, the uh, the invasion at the border, these kind of things are chaos that's being created by the NWO into our country for further control they ultimately really want to uh make our constitution useless and the sam friedman is maybe a it's a double-edged sword he's it's a shadow or or smokescreen for the hunter biden case whatever this and that but he is probably the world's biggest pawn that will now hopefully they, they'll use the, they, i think they'll be using this to usher in control of digital currency exactly what happened there mm. Uh, I think our, our ABC agencies were involved in this in the background. We won't get into Twitter, how they were involved in Twitter. You bet their hands were in this. And Friedman will go away silent, just like Epstein, and neither one of them <sighs> will have killed themselves. 
That's my hey, comment. Mark, Mark, thank you so much for the call. And, and look, y- you may be right, Mark. You may be right because I don't think we can ever plumb the depths of the of the diabolical nature uh, of these folks uh, and 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 the various means and methods that they use to try to get control of everything and everybody. So, so what you just said, Mark, I, I don't think can be dismissed at all. So thank you so much for the call. Okay, folks, we're running close to the end, but let's see what we can do to get as many of you in here as possible. Let's go to Dennis, also in Texas. Dennis, welcome. Hi, Bishop. I want to say thank you first for what you're doing, uh, waking up people to what uh, Biden and the left are pulling and, it's amazing that people are just like ostriches. Oh, I don't like it and put their head in the sand. That's crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree, Dennis. Uh, we And we have to keep waking people up and getting them to, to realize to, that they have to take a stand. Dennis, thank you for the call. For, if, if, even if not for themselves, for their grandchildren, for their children, for people coming behind them. I mean, what is it, if it's like this now, what in the world is it going to be like when my granddaughter grows up? I shudder to think, and I don't want to think about it because I don't want it to happen. <laughs> That's why we're going to keep working to make sure it doesn't. Let's go to Jim in Illinois. Jim, I think you're going to be the last to have a word, so go right ahead. All right. Thank you, Brother Jackson. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. And the only comment I have, I think most reasonably-minded people, Brother Jackson, realize that Biden, the, my administration, his, his entire administration, are not working for the American people. They're working for the World Economic Forum, led by Klaus Schwab. Even his campaign slogan, Build Back Better, you probably know where that came from. That came out of the World Economic Forum. He has no interest in controlling the border. In fact, being a globalist, he wants to have open borders. In other words, no borders whatsoever. That's the only comment I have. Well, Jim, that's a great place to end because I think you're right. I think Biden is the wholly owned subsidiary of George Soros and Klaus Schwab and that whole crowd. I don't think they have the interests of American heart. I think they're thinking of themselves and of course, what they think they're going to get and enriching themselves and empowering themselves. But as far as America is concerned, I don't think they could. I don't think they could give a whip what happens to America. Well, folks, that's going to do it for today. I'll be back, though, again tomorrow. In the meantime, stand up, step up, speak up refuse to back up because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.